I can't believe it. 2020. 2020. It's going to be 2021. I can't. That is nuts. It just, it felt like this year moved at a snail's pace. It really did. <laughs> Didn't it though? Yes. I'm not kidding. It really did. So many years you're like, wow, it has flown by. Not 2020. No, not 2020. Oh. No. There might be a lot of babies born. Can come. you, Amy, can you imagine what what month? December. December. I think December is going to be a big, maybe January. April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, December. I December, there's going to be 25 million babies born. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. One will be named COVID. I already know it. No. You bet there will be. No. How could or, you name your child or COVID? Quibi or something. COVID. <laughs> or some. COVIDia? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be some kickoff of COVID. No. I know it is. <laughs> you know it is. And the poor thing. <laughs> you know, it really is. I saw the cutest little thing today. It, it was. Two humans saying, COVID was so terrible, wasn't it? And they were like, yes, I can't. So glad it's over. And that was two doggies talking and said, COVID was the best year of my life. And the other dog said, yeah, my owner spent every day with me. What? You always come with the most heartwarming things. That is so I cute. Know, isn't that precious? Yes, that's very sweet. Little puppers. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Like, it's just how we look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's it. Even though that was an animal saying it, animals don't talk, but hey. We understand the sentiment. We sure do. There we go. Yeah. Do you have big plans for tonight? I didn't even ask you earlier. No, I'll just be there. Maybe make some homemade popcorn. Oh. You know, my family likes to hoard that down with a lot of butter. So, you you know. guys do like the butter on uh, popcorn. Yeah, I you think don't. A lot, no, I think a lot of people do. I've never, I've never liked butter on popcorn. I'm not sure where you're from. I don't know. I like a little bit of salt. I don't usually put it on, but I do like. Well, sometimes at the theater, yeah, it's very salty. Oh yeah. Some now, if if I'm feeling a little feisty, yeah, you could throw some Reese's pieces in there. Oh, get yeah. a little. Salt and sweet. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Reagan puts olive oil and basil. You know, she's got to kick it up. Parisian. Yeah, you know how she is. She's Is that good? It is. Okay. Her and Noah get some whatever. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It could go on and on, but we'll just, you know. And I guess there'll be some sort of something to watch tonight at midnight. there'll be something. The ball got new crystals. I have not heard one thing. So they put new crystals they put on it. They new crystals that, like, i seen them, too. Okay. Like, they look so much more sparkly. Okay. Like, instead of just one, the crystals like this, the crystals look like there's, like, 10 million crystals in each crystal. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. They're, and and they're, they said there's still going to be people down there, but not a lot of people. New York is allowing people just to be the there? Just Oh, that's very surprising. Yeah. Okay. So, who knows? But... You know, I may be asleep by then. <laughs> it's just not happening anymore. For second of all, I never was a big. I, I what did I do? Woohoo! 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Martinelli's. That's our tradition. Oh, that's we get nice. yeah, we get Martinelli's okay. now at the Walmart yesterday because oh. they were so crazy busy. There wasn't much Martinelli's left. Oh. Now we're always we're traditionalists. You got to go with the original Martinelli flavor because they have like a what's the other flavor they have? Is like a grape? grape? Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't want grape, and mm-hmm. we don't want Welch's. Nothing against Welch's, but it's oh. not Martinelli's, right? So you did find it. Yeah, I found a couple okay. bottles. They're in the fridge. So we're going to do that. And you going to watch a movie? I don't know. It's no. hard to predict. It really is. I have no idea. Now you know. Who knows? My daughter will probably have a whole bunch of those girls over oh, yelling. Oh, okay. I don't know. Karsten will yell. <laughs> so there it is. You think we'll hear gunshots this year? I'm sure. Yeah. Don't you? Oh, I'm sure there'll be gunshots. Yeah. People will be... Uh, please just punch that this year is over oh. and just start shooting. Pew, yeah. Pew. Yeah. Tomorrow will be the same. Yeah. <laughs> California's still in lockdown, so that's yeah. not different. Yeah. You know, we'll be all right. Yeah. But, you know, we'll have hope. That's right. That is right. So we'll be fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. <clears throat> All right, well, do you want to uh, say the prayer? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Dear Lord, as we open the Bible today, we pray that we would hear your voice. We ask that your Holy Spirit would be at work, opening our ears to hear and our heart to receive your word. May we be transformed into your likeness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 I like that one. Yeah, I'm a little different today. Hmm. Okay, well, we're going to have to hunker down because there's a lot of information in this. So we are, um, we're focusing on Numbers chapters 10 verses 11 through 36 through chapter 14. And to recap, Numbers 1 through 6, um, the Israelites were about to start on their journey to the promised land. A census was taken of the Israelite men, so they had a clear idea how many were able to fight. Um, It was made clear by God how the Israelites were to set up camp, which was by tribe, and exactly where they fell in order and what their duties were. Um, God detailed the roles of the Levites, and then they talked about the Nazarite law. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? No. Okay. Okay, so let's get to uh, the rest of chapter 10. And, okay, so I wanted to start with these verses. Numbers, chapter 10, verses 11 through 12. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. So the Israelites set out from the wilderness of Sinai and traveled on from place to place until the clouds stopped in the wilderness of Paran. Amazing. I know. I know it. It's just the cloud. Yes. I love that cloud. Yeah. That cloud. Little God, just... I know, just... We do have the Holy Spirit in us, yes. yes. But, like, that visualization of that cloud. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if it just would come every day and say, okay, get up, come over here. And, like, like have a board on it, an LED board saying, okay, today 
this is what you need to do. God's your personal assistant? Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Someone should do a, a show on that. <laughs> the cloud. The cloud. I like it. Yeah. Huh. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We we should do something before God God is omnipotent omnipotent. The cloud was written in the Old Testament. Mm. Or whatever. Anything. I like. Yeah, I like it. How but do you think they got excited when they saw wait okay, do you think they got excited when they saw the cloud lift up, or do you think they were scared? Or both? I wonder. Yeah, you, you just wonder what what the reaction was. Or did they get excited because like they were getting closer mm. to the promised land? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we're getting just a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe excited. I think, would I feel excited? Maybe. Like I'm going to get to my destination soon. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think. I don't, it might be a combination. Yeah. Because the unknown. Yeah. And they've been complaining about oh. things so far. Yeah. So if they had the total faith that God can do anything and we're not going to worry about anything, then I think it would just be sheer excitement. Right. But there, I think maybe there is some, a little bit of fear. Yeah. I think so too. And um, I would imagine amazement. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, just everything that they've seen so far. I don't know. Cloud. I love that cloud. <laughs> I know. I just love it. The little baby god cloud? Yeah, the little baby god cloud. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? A quick note before we get started. Amy forgot her reading glasses for this entire session. So if it sounds like she's not reading properly, that's why. She's getting now, did you have notes for, for that part? No, I don't. I don't. How about you? I do have a little note, yeah. Uh, those who travel, move, or face new challenges know what it is to be uprooted. Life is full of changes and few things remain stable. The Israelites were constantly moving through the wilderness. They were able to handle change only because God's presence in the tabernacle was always with them. The portable tabernacle signified God and his people moving together. For us, stability does not mean lack of change. It means moving with God in every circumstance. Oh, yeah. Stay with him. So here, they were in God's presence because he, he was with the tabernacle. But now we have the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you mind reading uh, chapter 10, verses 33 through 36? Not at all. Thank you. Okay, let me find it. They marched for three days after leaving the mountain of the Lord with the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, moving ahead of them to show them where to stop and rest. As they moved on each day, the cloud of the Lord hovered over them, and whenever the Ark set out, Moses would shout, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let them flee before you. And when the Ark was set down, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Once again, I just the visual. I just, know. Just picturing that. And the ark moving. Like just watching the ark move along must have been amazing. Just I know it. I just can't imagine. And how glorious it must have looked. 
and to be part of that and to I mean these are our ancestors mm -hmm. all they did for us to be free mm -hmm. to have eternal life I mean Jesus is the one who did it but look at all of this even yeah. you know yeah was a stepping stone oh yeah yeah now I'm gonna we have an insert in our Bible um, that it's really good. I'm going to take a picture of it and put it on Facebook. But it shows Israel's complaints, like the Israelites, what they complained yeah. about, their sin, and then the result of it. So I'm going to put that on the Facebook page so everyone can take a look. It's some interesting stuff on there. Yes. Now, did you have anything else for Chapter 10? Yes. Okay. I just have this. Um... By complimenting... Hobab's wilderness skills. Moses let him know he was needed. People cannot know you appreciate them if you do not tell them they are important to you. Complimenting those who deserve it builds lasting relationships and helps people know they are valued. Think about those who have helped you this month. What can you do to let them know how much you need and appreciate them? Okay, now was there anything else for chapter 10? No. Okay. Nothing. All right, so let's move on to chapter 11. Soon enough, yeah, the Israelites, they started to complain. And the Lord was not pleased at all with this, and he sent fire down among the people. And the Israelites screamed to Moses for help, and Moses Moses always like stood with the people. You know, he prayed, and he's like, you know, God, please help, help, help everyone, help the people. And he did. Um, and then in chapter 11, they refer to quote unquote foreign rabble, R-A-B-B-L-E. Mm -hmm. And that referred to a mixed crowd of Egyptians and others who had followed Israel out of Egypt. I wonder how many were inter intermixed I in know. there. I wondered that too. I don't know. Cause they didn't say, no. it's just, I just wondered. I did too. Um, the combination of the, the foreign rabble and the Israelites wasn't a good mix because as the foreigners started to complain, so did the Israelites. Yeah. And they were remembering when they had an abundance of food, when they were in Egypt, and they complained that all they had was the, the manna. It's manna, not mana. Yeah, yeah. Manna. Mm -hmm. And the Lord became angry, and, and even Moses was becoming irritated yeah. at their attitude. Moses had said to the Lord in Numbers chapter 11, verses 11 through 15, Why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a nursing baby? How can I carry them to the land you swore to give their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people? They keep whining to me saying, give us meat to eat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. I loved those verses because it really, I think that is just such an honest emotion. Yeah. And he, Moses was at a breaking point. Oh. I know it. And have we all not felt that way? Yeah, he was just so frustrated. Yeah. And like overwhelmed and like just at wit's end. Mm -hmm. And 
as a mother, as a employee, anything, we have all been there. Mm -hmm. As a child even, you know, sure. or an adult child with parents that are ill, whatever. We have all felt that way. Mm -hmm. I just, you can just feel it, you know. Yes. Oh. And I love it because, um, you know, sometimes if you're not thinking too hard and you're thinking about like old Bible times, yeah, you think, oh, I can't really relate to what's going on there. And there's a, this you can absolutely understand. Yeah. Why 100%. 100% why he was so frustrated. Yes. I don't know. So the Lord gave Moses the help he needed. He gave the spirit. This was neat. He gave the spirit that Moses had to 70 elders and leaders of Israel. And, you know, that way Moses didn't have to carry all that stress by himself, all that burden. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Isn't it, though? Yeah. I, I just, I know it. Now, did you have notes for chapter 11? I did. I had one that was saying, um, many of us are good at complaining to each other. We need to learn to take out problems to the one, take our problems to the one who can do something about them, which is the Lord. Mm -hmm. I had that one. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, I had one. This one I had highlighted. Dissatisfaction comes when our attention shifts from what we have to what we don't have. The people of Israel didn't seem to notice what God was doing for them, setting them free, making them a nation, giving them a new land, because they were so wrapped up in what God wasn't doing for them. They could think of nothing but the delicious Egyptian food they had left behind. Somehow they forgot that the brutal whip of Egyptian slavery was the cost of eating that food. Before we judge the Israelites too harshly, it's helpful to think about what occupies our attention most of the time. Are we grateful for what God has given us, or are we always thinking about what we would like to have? We should not allow our unfulfilled desires to cause us to forget God's gifts of life, food, health, work, and friends. Mm -hmm. That is like on the money. Yes, it is. Because I think they're, and I'm not um, excluding myself from this, but I think a lot of us at times just focus on what we don't have. Yeah. Well, I don't have this, and I don't have this. Yeah. Okay, granted, but what do you have? Yeah. What has God blessed you with? Yes. Because most of the time, it's more than sufficient. Oh, more than you ever could have needed. Yeah. And the closer you get to Him, and the more your life is filled up with God's Word and the Holy Spirit, the more you realize, the less you need of material things. Mm -hmm. And the more you yearn for more of his word. Yes. I The other week in church, our pastor said, w one way to know more, one way to be closest to God is to read his word. Mm. And I thought, that's neat, because you want to know about him. And to read his word. I mean, I know that's just a silly... I mean, people probably already thought of that. But I, I didn't put that together. You uh, know, that's not silly at all. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, so... There was another little thing that kind of went on the end of what sure. you just said. It yeah. said, um, when you ask God for something, he may grant your request. But if you approach him with a sinful request, sinful attitude... Getting what you want may prove very costly. 
I just love that verse you read in there. That's just, we've all felt that. Oh, absolutely. You know, no kidding. But I, and we've talked about it before, so, you know, we won't talk about it too much more, but I really think 2020 gave a lot of people a chance to slow down and take account of what they have. Yes. And a lot of people, I think, realized they have too much. Yes. Way too much. Way too much. And start maybe starting to simplify yeah. their lives a little bit. For sure. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so the Lord told Moses to prepare the Israelites because they were about to receive... Uh, th oh, this part's amazing. They were about to receive enough meat for a whole month. So much that they would be sick of it after that month was over. Mm -hmm. So Moses even questioned the Lord, you know, wondering how he was going to accomplish this. But the Lord said to Moses, and I was wondering if you would read um, verse 23. Yeah, he said, then the Lord said to Moses, has my arm lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes true. I mean, uh, I know. It seems like he got a little sassy. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh you think yeah. so? All right. Yeah, here you are, buddy. Um, did you have notes for that part? I did. It says, we can be sure that we are not cutting off... Um, <laughs> his potential help yeah okay but i don't know what was before that so i'm sorry you, might want, to you want me to read that yeah. part moses had witnessed god's power and spectacular miracles yet at this time he questioned god's ability to feed the wandering israelites that is that is curious yeah he's seen so much why would he question him about this i know if even moses doubted god's power how much easier it how much easier it is for us to do the same, but completely depending upon God is essential, regardless of our level of spiritual maturity. When we begin to rely on our own understanding, we are in danger of ignoring God's assessment of the situation. By remembering his past works and his present power, we can be sure that we are not cutting off his potential help. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. Now, there was another note. Did you have that one? You might want. You want me to read that one? Yeah. Okay. How strong is God? It is easy to trust God when we see his mighty acts. The Israelites saw many. But after a while in the routine of daily life, his strength may appear to diminish. God doesn't change, but our view of him often does. The monotony of day-by-day -day living lulls us into forgetting how powerful God can be. As Moses learned, God's strength is always available. Yep. Do you ever, sometimes I feel like, because that happens. Yes. Like you're just, you just get into your routine day by day by day. Yeah. But do you ever feel like sometimes God like will kind of zap, zap you back into yes. place a little bit? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not paying attention or, oh, I, I got to get, get real here. Yeah. I'm not giving him my time or yes. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people do their study and stuff first thing in the morning oh i wonder if that's why yeah you well, know that's smart yeah it is i just i always wondered about that if i was a morning person i would do it first thing in yeah. the morning me too but i'm on such a kooky schedule yeah i i do mine in the middle of the night smart like two in the morning yeah. because everyone's in bed smart. for the most part sometimes yeah. the boys are up but they're off doing their own thing right it's that's your time that's my quiet time right yeah, everybody has their, their time. That's, mm. yeah. 
So, okay, now, the, this whole quail situation. So the Lord sent a large amount of quail, which fell around the Israelite camp. Uh-huh. Now, Amy, yes. in part, Numbers uh, chapter 11, verse 32 says, No one gathered less than 50 bushels. I looked it up. Yeah. Did you look it up? No, but I, go ahead. I know what a bushel, it's. Go ahead. Isn't it a half yeah, a half of a laundry basket? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Now, if this is to, if this is true, fifty bushels is nineteen hundred birds, or about four hundred and seventy-five pounds <gasps> per man, oh. which in total is approximately one point one four billion birds. Oh, that's a lot of quail. I was like, what? Those women could have got those feathers and made some earrings. Quail jewelry. When they get to promise I need my series. <laughs> the feathers. Those are in style. We've got a lot of quail earrings, bracelets. <laughs> We've got beak necklaces. Oh yeah, beaks. Foot. Because <laughs> they used everything. Yeah, they did. You don't waste anything no. back in Bible times. No. Uh-uh. You have quail foot charms. Yeah. Plenty. Oh, uh. but that's nuts, the amount of quail. Oh, yes. But the Lord was so mad at them. The Lord was so mad at the Israelites because, not because they like craved that meat, but because they were gluttonous about it. Yeah. They were all just taking too much. And so he sent down a plague. They just don't learn, Robin. <laughs> but do we? No, we don't. We don't. So we can't judge. No, 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 no. But just the the amount. Yeah. And but remember how many people are here too. Yeah. Now oh. I I'm curious. Now no one told did the Israelites never had parameters on how many they could take though, right? Like it didn't say. It never said. But but they were glutton. They, they, yeah, they always, just took they much. always, like um, with the with the manna. Uh huh. They tried to hide, remember? And he yes. said, "You only take what you need for today. On Saturday, you take for Sunday too. Yeah, otherwise it would spoil. Right. And okay. See, remember, they just they don't listen. So he, uh, well, I'm not speaking for God, but maybe the the lesson here is they sh- should have learned from the manna. Yeah. Okay. That's like a child. Touching the stove, that's hot. Okay, you touch it, you got burned. Do you have to say it again? Yeah. Okay. Well, these are adults. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have more notes for that part? I just had, um, I just had be aware of putting limits on God. He can work through whatever he chooses. It's true. So, you know, we think... Oh, he can't. There's no way. Yeah. But he can, whatever he chooses. I mean, he's everything. He's the everything all in all. And through anyone. Right. Exactly. Which is, we've talked about that. Yeah. Which is something like you may, you just don't know. We have read about this. Mm -hmm. I think more in the, where we're at, but Mm -hmm. yes. And, and I think it's so hard for us to understand that because he's the present, the past, the future. We can't understand it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, did you have anything else for chapter 11? That's it for 11. Okay, chapter 12. Now, uh, just as a reminder, chapter 12. Now, Miriam is Moses' older sister. And she was the one who watched Moses when he was a baby float down the Nile in the basket. And then Aaron is Moses' brother. So just a reminder on those two, on those two people. Now, Miriam and, Miriam and Aaron not only criticized Moses' wife, they were just, they were, I think, just jealous of Moses' power in general. Yeah. I think they were, too. Which, I guess, I mean, even back in Bible times, like, or way back then. Yeah. Jealousy. Yeah. Popped up. It sure did. And family, family, I mean, that's just, it doesn't matter. No. Mm-hmm. No. Now, would you mind reading uh, verse 2? No, not at all. Let me find it here. They said, he has, he, oh, they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. Now Moses was very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. Mm. Just, that's an ugly look. Yeah, it is. And he was shy, remember? Oh, yeah. He didn't want to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. And Aaron kind of was the speaker, wasn't he? Yeah. Or in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, maybe maybe Moses got his voice, like kind of kind of found his it. voice yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In, in the beginning, he's like, I can't do this. So God was like, well, no, I'll send your brother with you. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um. Now, did you have notes for that section? I just have a couple things about Miriam. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Before criticizing someone else, we need to pause long enough to discover our own motive. Failing to do this can bring disastrous results. What is often labeled as constructive criticism may actually be destructive jealousy. Since the easiest way to raise our own status is to bring someone else down, are you willing to question your motives before you offer criticism? Does the critical finger you point out need to be pointed toward you first? Mm. I think that she was critical of Miriam, so or yeah. critical of Moses. Yes. So I wanted to read that when when we were just doing that verse. So. No, that is that's it's timely. Yep, it, it is so timely. No kidding. Because there is there is such a thing as constructive criticism, but I think a lot of people don't know what that means. Right. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it. You know, all Absolute, of us. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like a lot of people think like they have the best intentions in their head, but yeah. it's just. Mm. She, and she openly criticized Moses's leadership, so she did in front of everybody. So I just think I don't know. She just to undermine him like that in front of people and a woman at that time. Yes, that's the other thing I couldn't. You know, I don't know. I just found that to be. I'm surprised none of the leaders, right? Found well, maybe they did. Maybe they did find it curious why. That was going on. I I just I wondered about that. Huh. Anyway, no, that was that was great. 
so the Lord, the Lord did not waste any time in addressing this matter at the tabernacle where he descended in a pillar of cloud in front of Aaron, Miriam, and Moses. And the Lord made it very clear he trusted Moses the most. And that's why he spoke directly to him. No one else. He was, he was very upset. And upon, upon the Lord's departure, Miriam was struck with leprosy. But Moses, you know, once again, he's, he wanted, or not wanted, he asked the Lord to uh, to heal her. Yeah. He just had that heart. Yeah, he I did. Know. He did. Like, even when he knew whoever was wrong, he was yeah. like, you know, just Lord, please. He, just the kindest soul. Mm. Yeah. Now, did you have notes for, for anything in there? I don't have notes for that. I don't. Okay. Um... I have some, I have one note. People often argue over minor disagreements, leaving the real issue untouched. Such was the case when Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses. They represented the priests and the prophets, the two most powerful groups next to Moses. The real issue was their growing jealousy of Moses's position and influence, which is kind of a precursor to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Since they could not find fault with the way Moses was leading the people, they chose to criticize his wife. Rather than face the problem squarely by dealing with their envy and pride, they chose to create a diversion from the real issue. When you are in a disagreement, stop and ask yourself if you are arguing over the real issue or if you have introduced a smokescreen by attacking someone's character. If you are unjustly criticized, remember that your critics may be afraid to face the real problem. Don't take this type of criticism personally. Well, that's that's hard to do, but right. ask God to help you identify the real issue and deal with it. That's really good to remember. Mm -hmm. That's really good to remember to have to ask God, you know, to reveal things to you. Right. Instead of instantly going to that was like humanly getting hurt and sad and crying, like try to right go to him. Mm -hmm. That that is very that would be that is very hard. Mm. Oh well, yeah, you know, because sometimes you want to get very defensive. Yeah, sometimes you get sad. Sometimes you get angry. Mm -hmm. But when I've had really hard hard things, I have to go to bed for a while. Oh, and I when I was young, my dad would say, "What when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be better." And I don't know if it's because I think when I sleep and I wake up, it just seems like my mind's clear. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why. Yeah. Not that he knew it all, but it makes my mind clear. Do you have to do that when it's a major, major? Yeah, because sometimes there's so much going on in your head, yeah, or in my head at least, that I I need that release. So, so I wake up with a better perspective of what's going on and usually clear and able to make better decisions. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Did you have anything else for chapter 12? Nothing for 12. Okay. So chapter 13. So then the Lord then instructed Moses to send out one leader from each of the, the tribes to explore Canaan where they were headed and report back. And so they were supposed to report on several things. I'll just mention a few. Um, like what the land is like. Um, the, what, the, whether the people living there were strong or weak. What kind of land they live in. 
Do the towns have walls? Is the soil fertile or poor? Etc. That's yeah. what they were supposed to look for. And now I wanted to ask you about this. It's interesting because the Lord could have told them all this information. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting that he had those people. Go ahead, honey. He had those people, had the group go out and gather it and then come back. I know. I don't have the answer. Okay. All right. We could look it up. Well, I mean, it's a lot of things where the Lord, big, but I think he wanted to see where the people's hearts were. Yeah. Mm. I do too. I do too. So they explored for 40 days and then returned and reported back. And so they said it was a beautiful country. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. The people living there are powerful. The towns are large and they saw giants there. The, um, how do you say that? The Malachites? Yeah. Malachites. And Caleb, who was a, one of the people in that party, wanted the Israelites to take the land, but the other party members, well, it was Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. The other party members um, disagreed, knowing the folks in uh, Canaan were so much stronger than the Israelites. So they lied and told them that the, that land would devour them. God didn't like that. No. <laughs> Did you have notes for that part? I just have that he, God told the Israelites, God told the Israelites that the promised land was rich and fertile. Not only that, he promised that the, that the, the bountiful land would be theirs. When the scouts reported back to Moses, they gave plenty of good reports, reasons for reports and reasons for entering the land. But they they couldn't stop focusing on the, their fear. Talk of giants, descendants of Arak or Anak, and fortified cities made it easy to forget about God, God's promise to help. When facing a tough decision, don't let the negatives cause you to be cause you to lose sight of the positives. Weigh both sides carefully. Don't let potential difficulties blind you to God's power to help and his promises to guide. Mm. Um, and I don't think we mentioned it, but you have you're not wearing your no your normal glasses. I feel terrible. <laughs> no, don't feel terrible. I just, I thought about, I'm like, people might be thinking, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she reading I know. correctly? I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. And then do you, did you have a note for uh, anything in chapter 13? Let's see. That's it. Um, did you have any, yeah, any others? I just had the fortified cities and the giants struck fear into the hearts of the, of most of the scouts. Mm-hmm. Caleb trusted God's promise to give Israel the land and state clearly what you believe. Caleb said, we can certainly conquer it. So he, and then what we say may heavily influence the actions of those who trust in us to give sound advice. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And think, like, another part of that, um, of that note it said the negative opinion of 10 men caused a great rebellion among the people 10 men 10 and so many people 
that just those 10 people affected everyone. That's something. I it's it so is we look to our leaders mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about just even the election. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's two men, but the men behind that, yeah. those men are t a lot, but you know. Yeah. Okay, Let's anything see. else for Chapter 13? No. I'm sorry, did I just cut you off? No, not okay. at all. Okay, Chapter 14. Um, yeah, so the Israelites were not pleased to hear this news, and they started to complain to the Lord and Moses and Aaron, and they, uh, you know, again, they wondered why they were brought out of Egypt just so they would die in the wilderness. Um, and they wanted a new leader now. I mean, come on. I know. They always go back to why were we taken out. Yeah. You wonder. I, yeah. Did you have a note for that part? Um, not that part, no. Okay, I had a little note. Um, when the chorus of despair went up, everyone joined in. Their greatest fears were being realized. Losing their perspective, the people were caught up in the emotion of the moment, forgetting what they knew about God's character. What if the people had spent as much energy moving forward as they did moving backward? They could have enjoyed their land. Instead, they never even entered it. When a cry of despair goes up around you, consider the larger perspective before you join in. You have better ways to use your energy than to complain. Amen. Amen. Yes, we do. Um, now, Joshua and Caleb, who who were you know in the exploring party, they pleaded with the Israelites to trust the Lord as they traveled on, but they didn't, and the Lord wasn't pleased. No, that must have been difficult being the only two who were saying, "No, listen, we're good. We can we let's trust the Lord, and we're, we can move on. We can move on." I wonder if some point you know that well. The Israelites may have thought, well, listen, these 10 are saying, uh-uh, we're not good. I know, it must have been a weird situation for Joshua and Caleb. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. From a lie. Yes. Yeah, big lie. And then in part, um, Numbers chapter 14, verses 10 through 12, it said, Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them? I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. So now the Lord, you know, first we have Moses being so fresh. And now the Lord is showing. He's upset. He's upset. Yeah. And then did you have a note there? I said, um, it says, two wise men, Joshua and Caleb, encouraged the people to act in God's promise and move ahead into the land. The people rejected their advice and even talked of stoning. stoning them. Don't be too quick to reject advice you don't like. Evaluate it carefully, com comparing it to the teaching in God's word. The advice may be... God's message. Hmm. Okay. And then also, there was another insert. I love the Bible because, oh, this sounded weird. In the Bible, there are many inserts. Yes. Um, it depends on which one you have, but where it gives a lot of information, sometimes they spotlight a certain person. And there was a spotlight on Caleb, but um, 
Some of it said, God is truth. What he says is the last word. At times, a person must even stand alone on the side of truth. Caleb was not so much a man of great faith as a man of faith in a great God. His boldness rested on his understanding of God, not on his confidence in Israel's abilities to conquer the land. He could not agree with the majority, for that would be to disagree with God. We, on the other hand, often base our decisions on what everyone else is doing. Few of us are first-order cowards like the Ten Scouts. We are more like the people of Israel getting our cowardice secondhand. And that's just in part. You can read the rest of it um, on the Facebook page. I'll put that up there. But um, I think we, we need to have more people stand up like that. Yes. You know, I, I, you had mentioned it before with Billy Graham. Like, we don't have another Billy Graham. No. It, it's like you, we don't have that one spiritual leader Mm-mm. that kind of... I wonder Not why, of today. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. And I wonder why that is. I don't know. Mm-mm. It's frightening. Yeah. His son, but he's not what his father was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not being harsh or brass. I mean... He's wonderful, but like his father was so known, like Mm -hmm. there's old people that have passed or there is, um, yeah, not that is in every, like can reach all kinds of faith and all kinds of people, Mm -hmm. though he was a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. It just seemed like he was a representative for so many. Yeah. Yep. And that's been gone for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. Hmm. Okay. So let's con- continuing on with chapter 14. Moses had the, op- oh yeah. So Moses had the opportunity uh, to be quiet mm-hmm. and agree with the Lord and, and, you know, have the Lord strike down the Israelites and, and kind of bring glory to himself. But he didn't do that. No. Moses, he brought up the fact that many people, including the Egyptians, knew about the Lord and what uh, what he had done by killing the Israelites now may make foreigners think that the Lord couldn't deliver the Israelites to the promised land. So there's, I mean, there's something else that's fascinating because now Moses is kind of con- consulting with the Lord. Like, okay, but this is what might happen if you do that. Yeah. I don't know why I find that so fascinating that well, that one man is having a conversation with the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> yeah, because because he he already knows it. Yeah, because the Lord knows. Yeah, he knows. But I just think it's it's I fascinating. Know. Like, well, yeah, yeah, it is fascinating. <laughs> it is. Okay, um, it's Moses pleaded with God, asking him to forgive his people. His plea reveals several characteristics of God. God is an immensely patient god's love is one promise we can always count on god forgives again and again god is merciful listening to and answering our requests god has not changed since moses's day like moses we can rely on god's patience love forgiveness and mercy yes verses 19 through 25 okay in keeping with your magnificent unfailing love Please pardon the sins of this people, just as you have forgotten them, forgiven them ever since they left Egypt. 
Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. Mm. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. Now turn around and don't go on toward the land where the Amalekites and Canaanites live. Tomorrow you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. He's crab. Yeah. And you can't blame him. No, no. I mean, how many times? Yeah. No, he straight up, he straight up told him. Yes. No, no one's going to make it. Very few people are going to make it into the promised land. Yeah. And then another um, another chart that I'll take a picture of and put on Facebook, it's, um, it's a list of all the times the Israelites failed to trust and obey the Lord. And there were 10 of them. And they're, it's Goodness. just amazing. It's just something. Yeah. You know, starting in Exodus and then, you know, right up to now. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Lord was upset with the Israelites. And he told Moses and Aaron in uh, verses 29 and 30, you will all drop dead in this wilderness because you complained against me. Every one of you who is 20 years old or older and was included in the registration will die. You will not enter and occupy the land I swore to give you. The only exception will be Caleb, son of Jephuna, Jephuna, Jephuna. And Joshua, son of Nun. Once again, I mean, he just told them exactly. There was no guessing game. No. And so he made the, the Lord made the Israelites wander the desert for 40 years. Yes, he did. He could have, he could have just said, it's a straight shot. We're going to head there now. But no. No. No, he didn't. Nope. And, and the Israelites were told this and they knew what the future held for them. Yep. And he had him do it for 40 years so the generation would die. Yes. Yes. If people don't. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been something hearing that, that, you know, as an Israelite, uh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be part of it. And how sorrowful. Mm -hmm. Like, but you know, I mean, how many times... Oh no, I agree. I mean, it was just over and over and over. Yeah. It, it it did seem like a you know, the Lord really wanted things a certain way and the Israelites had to be a certain way. They had to you know, there were so many kind of rules and regulations that they needed to adhere to. And it just it wasn't happening for a lot of them. No. And I the Lord couldn't allow them to enter the promised land. No, he could not. It wouldn't have worked out well. He knew that, and he knew. Yeah. But um, yeah. Just very sad. Yeah. 
Did you have a note for that part? That's to what? I'm sorry. Um, numbers 14, like 34 in the 30s. I had the, um, the whole nation showed contempt for and distrust of God, but God's punishment was not permanent. In 40 years, a new generation would have a chance to enter Canaan. Mm. That it ended there. Yes, it did. Hmm. Um, I had God's judgment came in the form the people feared most. The people were afraid of dying in the wilderness, so God punished them by making them wander in the wilderness until they died. I, and like you said, we're not judging them, but we're just trying to understand mm -hmm. like human nature. Yeah. If that's what they were scared of the most, wouldn't you want to do everything in your power to not make the person mad who could cause that. Yeah. You know, and what they came from. Yeah. Like the hard labor. Mm -hmm. It's like you think about your ancestors coming here from another country and then them complaining about um, only eating eggs every day. Yeah. Over here. Never would you have heard that. Yeah. Or eating bread. They they were so thankful. Mm -hmm. It's just, un, you can't even believe it. Yeah. But he knew all this would happen. And again, all of this had to happen for Jesus Christ to be here. That's true. That's true. It all was in the plan. Yeah. So I guess we have to be thankful that they complained. <laughs> That's true. You know? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, and then the 10 other scouts, the ones who fibbed, who lied about Canaan, they didn't even make it that far. No. Nope. The Lord struck them dead with a plague. Boom, bomb. No. He doesn't mess around with some of them. No. He just strikes them. And then you think, they have seen this, just like he said. Mm -hmm. They have seen what I can do. Yeah. They've seen what I've done. Bump. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he can just go bump. I mean, why are they messing with me? Moses, <laughs> you know, it's like those two are just saying back and forth. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Like when Moses came down through those tablets. Oh, here we are with the tablets. <laughs> I'm never. Oh. <laughs> you know, and you know, there was some of them in there that never complained. Yeah. And then said, here we are, you guys. Yeah. Um, whoever didn't complain, I'm going to be having a club over here on Sunday <laughs> nights. On Monday nights. Because we're going to have to pray this out to not have bitterness in our hearts for all the 27 that complained. So it's going to be the, the like the Israelite non-complainer club? Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is. The NCP. <laughs> the NCP club will be on Monday nights. Uh Bring a quail. Bring a quail. If you can. If not, I have those dehydrated frogs. Oh. Some of them just were like, I'm still holding on to some of these frogs. You never know. I may be able to rehydrate them. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. 
you can't have bitterness. I know we, we want to say some bad words, but... <laughs> oh, I'd be mad. I know some didn't complain. Oh, sure. And they're probably upset. Yeah. They're not going to make it, and here all these other hoo-hahs had to... <laughs> Um, anyway, bring your frog flakes so we can make tea. Oh. Oh, so now they've actually shaved them down to frog flakes to put in tea. That's gross. That's gross. So they have their quail, their, their manna, and then their evening frog tea. <laughs> I know. That some did not complain. Oh, out of that many people, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. I'd have to go off on my own quite often. Yeah. I wonder how many miles they took up. I know. As a group. Wilderness. Mm -hmm. Your feet are dirty. Yeah, but they didn't... I mean, I'm not being rude, but they didn't know better. Right, they didn't. That's just how it was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. What's our next clipper here? <laughs> um, there's one last note. Did you have another note? Let's see. I don't think I do. No? No. Um, so, well, the last note I had, when the Israelites realized their foolish mistake, they were suddenly ready to return to God. But God didn't confuse their admission of guilt with true repentance because he knew their hearts. Sure enough, they soon went their own way again. Sometimes right actions or good intentions come too late. We must not only do what is right, but also do it at the right time. God wants complete and instant obedience. He well, knew their hearts. Yeah, he did. He knew them. They, they decided now they want to come back. But they did that a lot. Like the Israelites yeah. have done that this whole time where they would do something and then repent and then it would be okay. And so it just kind of went on and on. Finally, God said no. They're done. Yeah. He was done. Yeah. That's all I had. Did you yeah. have anything else? No, that was it for me too. Okay. I hope they have a happy new year. Well, I have to give out info first. Oh, okay. We're almost done. All right. Okay, so uh, our email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19 at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash MyBasicBibleStudy. And then the website is MyBasicBibleStudy.com. Next time we will be reading Numbers chapters 15 through 19. And someone may be going to break the Sabbath. Oh. Now what's going to happen to that mm. if they break the Sabbath? Well, we're going to see. It's not going to be the club. The <laughs> club of the good people. All right. Well, have a happy new year. Yes, and here's to to a, a much happier 2021. Yeah. God be with us. Absolutely. He is. He is. He is. Yes. He is. Thank you for joining us. Yes. And and we will catch you next time. Yes. Thank you.